Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting Mueller She Wrote's special coverage of the Mueller Report. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com AG. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships with any Russian oligarchs. That's what he said. That's what I said. That's obviously what our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello and welcome to Mueller, She Wrote. This is part two of probably what's going to end up as a 10-part series on the Mueller Report. I'm your host, A.G., and with me as always are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. So today uh, we're covering the Russian Active Measures section. That's section two of volume one, and it's pages 14 through 35. Uh, If you haven't yet, we highly recommend checking out the documentary Active Measures on Hulu because this is all about that. Uh, It's really eye-opening, very informative, kind of scary. Uh, you might also read Asha Rangappa's piece on reflexive control, which is another active measure uh, that Russian propagandists use uh, and that Trump and Giuliani were using for quite a while. The, mm-hmm. They're the ones who tricked us into the word collusion. And uh, all you have to do is Google Asha Rangappa and reflexive control, and you should be able to find that article. So let's get going. Um, this section, section two, covers the first part of the two-part Russian election interference operations, and that's the active measures. Uh, and they came principally from the Internet Research Agency. And you may hear me referring to the Internet Re- Research Agency as the IRA, which I know has a very different meaning to those of uh, those 70s kids out there. Uh, we knew this is the Irish Republican Army. <laughs> but in this case, we mean the Internet Research Agency when we say the IRA. So. Yes, I, uh, I imagine Bono wouldn't appreciate the association. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably yeah. not. Yeah. And actually, Bono, if you're listening, if you could write a Tuesday Bloody Tuesday song in memory of the democracy we lost <laughs> in 2016, that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. Ah, yes. You know, I think it is a better assumption, though, because when I think of the IRA, I think of the individual retirement account, which is weird because I'm like oh, five like years old. Oh, like a Roth old. IRA. Yeah. What we call those IRAs. Oh, that's that's oh there, there's a difference. Okay. That yeah. explains it. Yeah. I was thinking, what if they created this because you could also call it the International Rifle? association and get, oh. <laughs> get support from around the world. Which it is now, because, I mean, they did collect $2,600 in Russian dues. Very yep. good point. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the IRA is, is funded by Yevgeny Viktorovich Prigozhin, according to Mueller, and, uh, we, and everybody else. Uh, we know this guy is Putin's chef, or Putin's cook. <laughs> he is also Concord Management. He owns Concord Management LLC and Concord Catering, Uh, which Mueller says he will collectively refer to as Concord for the rest of the report. Uh, And with that, we get to our first footnote uh, of the page, footnote two, that reads, the office is aware of other reports that other Russian entities engaged in similar active measures operations targeting the United States. Some evidence collected by the office corroborates those reports, and the office has shared that evidence with other offices in the Department of Justice and the FBI. So I wonder if the accounts 
for uh, the harm to ongoing matters redactions in this section. Um, if you know, because there's there, I, now I'm wondering if there's going to be forthcoming additional indictments uh, from these other agencies right. that participated in active measures that and, are not Concord Management, right, or the IRA. Yeah. And that, that have been referred out to the Department of Justice and um, the FBI. So what, that, that's sorry. interesting. That, yeah, yeah. What about, so Mueller indicted 13 Russian individuals, right? Mm-hmm. Could these maybe be entities that those individuals are tied to? Uh, no, I think those individuals were specifically Internet Research Agency and Concord Management uh, okay. individuals. But there could be other individuals and other entities uh, that could have forthcoming indictments that are redacted from this report because they're ongoing. Um, and he he says we've referred those off. Uh, I can't imagine they wouldn't be indicted. But I do see and put some beans on more Russian indictments coming. I just don't know what's taking so long. Yeah. Uh, then we get another footnote with the sentence right after that one that says, Quote, the IRA conducted social media operations targeted at large U.S. audiences with the goal of sowing discord in the U.S. political system. Uh, The first line of the footnote for that sentence is redacted for harm in an ongoing matter. The rest of the footnote reads, see also SM 22-30634, serial 44 analysis. (laughs) Uh, The FBI case number cited here and other FBI case numbers identified in the report should be treated as law enforcement sensitive given the context. Uh, the report contains additional law enforcement sensitive information. And that's what the footnote says. And just so you know, law enforcement sensitive information is defined as uh, unclassified information of a sensitive and pre- uh, proprietary nature that, if disclosed, could cause harm to law enforcement activities by jeopardizing investigations, compromising operations, or causing life-threatening situations for confidential informants, uh, co- informances, <laughs> confidential informants, witnesses, or law enforcement personnel. I had a question. So since it is not classified, it's just sensitive. Does that mean that we should see that information once those law enforcement operations are concluded or whenever anything that falls under that definition basically kind of ceases to be a thing? Uh, It depends on how far out, how long ago it was. Uh, Probably not for years and years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it might never be because it could it could be information that could reveal um Kind of well, I guess these this is specifically law enforcement activities that jeopardize ongoing investigations uh, or current operations, but it could also reveal how we investigate things, but that seems to be more like the investig- investigative redactions that right. that come up later yeah, the language seems a little bit less sort of i guess binding mm-hmm yeah, that's true, but yeah, and maybe so maybe if like once Valerie Plame was retired, you could say, "Hey, that Valerie Plame, she was in there and doing the thing, and then it would be fine and safe right. to reveal that, but you would never but want to do that not. as long as she was an informant, <laughs> so anybody who's still an informant and the FBI generally continues to use the same informants over and over again, mm-hmm. they wouldn't want to release that information or even after too, because then people would be like, "You bitch, <laughs> yeah, maybe after they die or something, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I thought it was interesting that the IRA like their whole goal was to sow discord in the u s because like mission accomplished, right? Like mm-hmm. fascists are so like they're such overachievers, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. it sucks, yeah, yeah, they really did it, yeah, they did the damn thing. they went for it and they, they got the it. Um, so the next sentence in that section reads, quote, these operations constituted active measures, a term that typically refers to operations conducted by Russian security services aimed at influencing the course of international affairs. And the footnote reads, quote, 
As discussed in Part 4 below, the active measures investigation has resulted in criminal charges against 13 individual Russian nationals and three Russian entities, principally for conspiracy to defraud the United States in violation of 18 U.S. Code 371. And if it then points to uh, points us to the 18 CR 32 indictment of the Russians. Um, so that's what that referral is referring to. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you about referring referrals. <laughs> uh, now I'm trying to think of why anything involved in the IRA case, uh, the social media disinformation case with Concord Management, would still be redacted. And there's a couple of ideas, and we talked about this a little bit. First, the Concord Management case is still open and ongoing, ongoing in court, even though it's a kind of a farce. Uh, and we brought this up in, in part one. This is the case where Concord has hired U.S. lawyers to try to get Mueller to hand over his all of his stuff to Russia. <laughs> and also Roger Stone is referred to in the indictment of the Russians. Uh, and his case is still ongoing, along with Stone associate Andrew Miller, who's fighting a subpoena in court. And, of course, all of Stone's henge. We call a lot of them Roger Stonehenge. <laughs> which includes, you know, Randy uh, Credico, Jerome Corsi, who's currently suing Mueller the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, and the Department of Justice. Uh, and then there's uh, WikiLeaks and Assange and, of course, Sam Nunberg. Uh, plus, there might be other uh, redactions, as Mueller himself in this report stated that there are other active measures, uh, Russians besides the IRA, uh, that he's referred out to the Department of Justice and the FBI. So more indictments, as I said, could be on their way. And uh, that could also be part of these redacted. Because I figured, what could possibly re- be redacted in the IRA material? We've indicted the 13 Russians and the three entities. What are you redacting? And now he's actually said, we found other shit and we referred it out. Mm. And then, of course, Stone is related to this. And he's trying to get his name out of that a lot. Right? Oh, yeah. He's Remember? like, it's not related. He's like, I'm not related. I need a new judge. He didn't want to have the same judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Judge Jackson and yeah. Nasty. Yeah. yeah. So he's to, to try to get out of that being in the same judge is uh, because the reason he has her is because he's referred to in the indictment of the Russians. So. That's right. Yep. He lied about a guy who's possibly in charge of the whole hacking operation, a Russian <laughs> operative. So, yeah, pretty related. But I was going to say, do you think that the indictments will be here in time for Christmas? I'm so hopeful. <laughs> I just really want the sweetest I want a good Christmas. <laughs> All we want for Christmas is you. It's never too early. Fuck summer. Yeah. I'm ready for Christmas. Christmas in July. You should yeah. go to every mall and sit on every Santa Claus and ask for that. Well, they'll probably get the wrong idea. (laughs) Let's do that and tape it. Yeah. How do you know if it's Santa or just some random guy? Like, I think I sounded like Santa. It's a Russian. (laughs) It's a Russian. Russia. Well, I was thinking of the Santa thing and and the whole thing with Santa. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, could those cases be the some of like the counterintelligence investigations? That's true too. Uh, a lot of this stuff could have been handed off when in in the counterintelligence investigations. Remember, there were forty FBI agents co-located with Mueller, and some of them were there just as from the counterintelligence uh, unit and taking notes and and sending written reports back to the FBI. Um, and and there is or was a counterintelligence investigation that we haven't heard about yet. And so it could also be one of those redacted 12 referred cases that we see in Appendix D of of Volume 2. Or it could be something completely different. We just, we simply don't know. Uh, But that's another option. So good good catch Mm -hmm. uh, is the counterintelligence stuff. And that stuff we could never learn is the counterintelligence. Because counterintelligence findings aren't crimes. It's They're just really classified 
top secret national yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. They either, they determine they find a person, they determine whether or not they're an asset or they're uh, somehow uh, compromised uh, by a foreign entity, and then they determine with how much confidence. Like, first of all, how much of an asset are they, mm-hmm. and how confident are we that they are? It's so interesting that the people who are in charge of like the juiciest gossip or such like straight narrow people, you think like the <laughs> you know baddest bitches or something would be like in the CIA. That's like, why I could yeah, never be in the FBI. I'd be like, oh my god, did you guys hear? Whoa. <laughs> I tell everyone everything. Like, don't yeah. if you have a secret, don't tell me. Seriously, fugliest, uh, what is it? The fugliest skirt I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm ever applying for the FBI and you're doing uh, research on my background, I hope you find this episode so that I can tell you in my own voice right now. Don't trust me. <laughs> I got will, that FBI. You got I, it. No matter you what, I tell you first, guys. Don't let me in. <laughs> I have the biggest mouth. Now it would be great if you got in and then you played this. Yeah, oh well, with what Trump's doing to like you know traditional positions, who in knows the case where, we'll where be. you got in trouble for leaking? Yeah, I told you guys. Uh-huh. The comedian clearly stated yes. in You're, the podcast. Al Franken number two, uh, but not sexual. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this is a disclaimer, and um, any legal things I need to say to absolve myself of any uh, lawyer problems, I, I mean, that's what I mean right now. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's official enough, right? Sure, I'll That'll take hold it. Open court. Yeah, yeah, that just so. happened. I'll vouch for you. Okay, thank you. Like in Big Daddy, when the homeless guy was on the stand for some reason. <laughs> so random but it comes to my mind. great movie yeah no, love right. it is that the one with scuba steve scuba steve yeah. damn you scuba steve love that yeah this by the way this last episode of saturday night live best episode of oh saturday night live God. i've I ever seen so and not just because of the dedication not just because of the sandler song for the farley sketches. but the sketches were so good yeah the the writers really stepped up i don't know if it's mal- i don't know what's happening but it was fantastic oh yeah that butt plug pill <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and then they're like, "It's just you can dishwash it. You know, you put it in the dishwasher." And his girlfriend walks out, and he slams the glass out of yeah. her. Yeah, like, don't touch this, that. This was one of the mouth. first times that the opening wasn't my favorite sketch because, like, that was the political one. But like, yeah, for some reason, Adam's sketches were like my favorite. Like, yeah, the random goofy ones. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. they were so yeah, good. Yeah, I liked the Game of Thrones one. The Game of Thrones family feud. It was feud okay. With I, Avengers. Yeah, it's not like it was bad. I'm Groot, I, bitch. I, yeah, I w- that was hilarious. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Let's no, talk no, the I'm Groot. Yeah. <laughs> bitch, I, I'm Groot. Sorry. I'm, I would I'm definitely Groot, bitch. never shit on that SNL. so backwards. Yeah. I'm Groot, bitch. No, it's bitch, I'm Groot. <laughs> bitch, I'm Groot. Yeah. Which effectively is the same thing, isn't it? No, it's a, there's a subtle difference. That's in, true. And only L Duck. There's more stank in the bitch, I'm Groot. Bitch, I'm Groot. Yeah. That's like a Bill Burr bit, right? Is Bill it? Burbit. Is it? Something about how, like, uh, when you're saying something racist, if you say, f- like, fucking before or after, it, it, <laughs> or wait, m- motherfucker. Yeah, I kind of see oh. where he's going with that. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. say, like, motherfucking, yeah. fill in the blank like, or something. Like, that Jewish that's, motherfucker is yes, different from that, that motherfucking, motherfucking Jew. Jew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I that's think a Bill I think it was him. I think it was so. I think it was, I almost said Bill Barr. Oh, yeah, I get him confused, too. Bill he Barr. He probably says that, too. Bill Burr. Maybe uh-huh. someone else, though. All right, so uh, let's see. Uh, where where were we? We yeah, were talking sorry. about. Um, nope, that's okay. We were talking about the referrals and then possibly uh, intelligence, counterintelligence investigations. Um, and then as we move on, we get the confirmation from Mueller that the IRA began targeting the U.S. in 2014, set up fake social media profiles pretending to be Americans, used divisive political and social issues as a means to reach large U.S. audiences. And if you remember in the book Russian Roulette that we covered in the MSW Book Club, check it out, the guy in charge of the GRU wrote his new war plan in 2013 that included cyber attacks and active measures, right? Uh, in mid-2014, IRA employees traveled to the U.S. on an intelligence-gathering mission to obtain information and photographs for use in their social media posts. 
That's dedication to your Insta. Mm-hmm. Um, by mid-2016, they were focused on help, helping Trump and hurting Hillary. Uh, they bought ads on social media. Some communicated electronically with individuals associated with the Trump campaign and with other activists to coordinate rallies. Mueller says none of these people had any idea they were intentionally being manipulated by Russians. The bit about coordinating rallies has a footnote that's redacted from uh, the IRA indictment, so that must be Concord information or Stone information, just a guess, beans. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then by the end of 2016, the IRA had the capacity to reach millions of Americans on social media. There were Facebook groups and Instagram accounts with hundreds of thousands of users. Uh, IRA Twitter accounts had tens of thousands of followers, which included multiple U.S. politicians (laughs) who often retweeted IRA content. That's so crazy. Uh, in November 2017, Facebook, t- and it's like, I feel like, you know, you have sometimes you have like a work party and somebody comes in and they're like, I sold 20 phones today. And they're mm-hmm. like, Bob sold 20 phones. And he gets to wear a pin and there's a cake. Yeah. Like somebody comes in and like, the I president the- retweeted my tweet today. <laughs> Woo, high five, high five. Yeah, yeah. Or I, I pissed off like 17 snowflake liberals or yeah, something. Yeah, I got yeah. somebody to walk up and down Fifth Avenue in a Santa outfit today. Oh, I get, that you is know, pretty I funny. get like a day off on, you know, I get an extra day off next month. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. They have like a packer of the pro- month <laughs> bulletin board next to the fridge in the break area. Everyone, all winners, we take you to Siberia next month. You get extra bottle of vodka. Yes. Two potatoes. Victor at the top. <laughs> oh my god, that's totally probably anti-Russian. But whatever. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, no. Much love to the Russian people. Yes. Fuck yeah. the Kremlin. I do feel like, yeah. FTK. Yeah. It's the new, like, fuck the police. <laughs> fuck the Kremlin. And, I don't know. I, I don't know the lyrics. Yeah. So. You have to do it instead of police, you know, yeah. you to fuck the Kremlin. You there you go. The fuck the Kremlin. Lid. Yeah, yeah. Put some oomph on it. It is hard to not sound and maybe even be like Russophobic throughout all of this, you know, because I'm not trying to uh, only shit on. I mean, it's not about like the Russian people at all. No, you know? and we don't want to get McCarthy. Uh, but absolutely, these are definitely not. these are definitely dozens of people sitting in a room acting like Americans, trying to trick us by saying that they're part of like black activist groups. Right. They so, clock in the work. They have their smoke breaks and they troll us yeah. all day long. And this is their job. And I think that that actually might be a pretty funny sketch. Yes. To have this as an office environment, like office space, <laughs> but for IRA. Oh, Oh, that's so funny. That yeah, really like funny. someone's having like a birthday party in the office or SNL something. SNL should have done that. The when printer gets the jammed. Oh, they're on it, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, just like typical office shit, but for the Russian Yes, trolls. yes. Uh, we, we should make that sketch. Um, all right, so moving along here. In November 2017, Facebook testified. Uh, remember, he came in, had a booster seat. Uh, that, uh, that they had identified 470 IRA-controlled accounts that made 80,000 posts during the election. Facebook estimates the IRA, IRA reached 126 million people through its Facebook accounts. That's more than one-third of Americans. So I had a question on that. Is it possible that that number talks, uh, is talking about people from around the globe, or is it just Americans, 126 million Americans? It's Americans. Specifically. No, it says people in the report. Yeah, because it seems general, right? It just says people. It just says people in the report. I wonder. I can't wait until the new Social Network movie comes out because the first one was pretty interesting, but like this one's going to be intense. <laughs> this right? one, they're all just getting high, the like sequel. fuck our lives. Dude. Yeah, this fucking oh, sucks. God, totally. Yeah. What a yeah. Justin Timberlake will be changed. in it for some reason. It's going to devolve into this very devolve into this like very bad things Seriously. situation or like yeah. I guess Silicon Valley is pretty close to. Yeah, what this will be, be the sequel. Yeah, they should be working on this now. Yeah, oh my God. it'll be Hire the only us. like movie trilogy to cross genres from like drama to horror movie. <laughs> yes. Oh. 
dude, I love this idea. And then we could do the office space. Mm-hmm. And with a comedy, round it all yeah. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, full circle. I have my stapler. Somebody's got, <laughs> somebody's like that. I've created a jump to conclusions, Matt. Uh, so the IRA also had 170 Instagram accounts with over 120,000 pieces of content. And Twitter announced that it had 3,814 IRA-controlled Twitter accounts that 1.4 million people may have been in contact with. Um, an IRA-controlled account. On page 15, we move on to the structure of the IRA, and most of this is redacted. It's got a paragraph, like a full paragraph redacted. Then it says, the organization quickly grew, and then there was another paragraph of redacted information. Uh, Then the growth of the organization also led to more detailed organizational structure, then more redactions after that. All these redactions are for harm to an ongoing matter, by the way. Uh, So the way that the IRA was developed somehow harms an ongoing investigation, and that could be the counterintelligence one mm-hmm. that you were talking about there, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the sentence, two individuals headed the IRA's management, its director, Mikhail Bystroff, and the executive director, Mikhail Burchik, the two Mikhails. <laughs> um, then another redacted paragraph happens, and then it says, as early as spring of 2014, the IRA began to hide its funding activities. Then there's more redactions, and that's like... <laughs> Cohen and Prague. I'm like, right. mm, why is that all redacted? Do you think these guys got together because they have the same first name? Like, whoa, we should start a freaking business. Do you <laughs> like you're Mikhail? I'm Mikhail. <laughs> the Mikhail Research Agency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity there. <laughs> yeah, and we've never reported on either of these two guys. Uh, I searched the transcripts archive. Yeah, they're kind of randos shows. to us. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Are, those would be randos. Maybe these guys double the rando. Or maybe these guys are gonna be. Uh, maybe they started a different active measures thing, and then this one got popular. And maybe this they've been referred, but I don't feel mm. I feel like they wouldn't be named if it was part of an ongoing yeah, exactly. right, right. investigation. It goes on to say the IRA's operations are part of a larger set of interlocking operations known as Project Lakta. Then uh, then there's more redactions. And that's interesting. I've not heard of this project before, no, nor have we reported on it. Lakta. I th- at first I thought it said Lakta. And I was like, my yeah. potato mm, pancake. Tasty. Yeah, mouthwatering. But no, Lakta. I wonder what that means. I uh, wonder what that translates into. Yeah, yeah if anyone knows. Russian. It's pretty. It's a yeah. pretty word. Lakta. Interlocking organization. So it might mean interlocking. Yeah, I know we have Google right in front of us, but I'm just so lazy. I just want to keep talking and making assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Then we get to section B called Funding and Oversight from Concord and Prigozhin. And most of this is redacted as well, likely because of the open and ongoing Concord case. Uh, What we can see says, quote, until at least February 2018, Prigozhin and two Concord companies funded the IRA uh, and that Prigozhin is a rich Russian that heads up the IRA. Prigozhin was sanctioned by the U.S. Treasury in December 2016. And Mueller then goes on to connect him to Putin through media reports and photographs. And I thought it was interesting that he mentioned that he was uh, sanctioned, which sort of seems to say, like, why would you mention that unless there was some American investing in this? But that's complete space beans. Mm. Um, I mean, you can't, obviously it's against the law to give money to a sanctioned entity or a sanctioned person, but it's extra against the law to fund a, this kind of operation. And that's why I'm still like, I've got like my Prague hat on because they found out there were two major Russian hacking uh, things in Prague. Remember, we, we covered that story. Right. And it turned out that Prague is a hub for Russian hackers. And mm. so that could be what uh, maybe these, uh, maybe the Mikhail started there. Yeah. And expanded their enterprise in St. Petersburg. But we could be seeing, uh, you know, indictments of, of 
against Russians for their operations in Prague. That would be really interesting. I like those beans. You like those beans? Yeah, this whole report's like a beanery. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but what is it, Bob's, Barney's Beanery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, and then, guys, everything else on the next two pages is fully redacted, except for Mueller's definition of the word troll in a footnote as paid operatives who post inflammatory. It's just operatives, in this case, paid, who post inflammatory or otherwise disruptive content on social media or other websites. I was thinking when I read this how funny it is how long, like how far the word troll has come in such a small amount of time. I remember when I was in high school and it was just becoming a thing in the mainstream media. Totally. And I, my physics teacher had told us something that like blew our minds. It's like some Newton shit. I don't know. And then someone in the class raised their hand and was like, no way. Are you trolling us? And then he was like, what are you talking about? Stop trying to make fetch happen. Yes. But it was so funny just to think back on like back then we were explaining it to people and, and now it's in a word and it's now in it's in a, in, defined an illegal document and now it's in the the most consequential legal document of this century yeah i'm sure 2019 yeah. is cray perhaps the history of the united states so yeah. far cray is also defined later on in the report <gasps> oh that's right Mueller's <laughs> like yeah this whole thing is cray <laughs> cray by the way is yeah that's my uh, professional opinion <laughs> mm-hmm. then we learned something i didn't know about uh, the IRA got a U.S. person to hold up a sign in front of the White House uh, and get, they got a picture of it that said, Happy five, uh, 55 birthday, dear boss, <laughs> as an homage to Prigozhin. And this dipshit's name is redacted for <laughs> privacy. Aside from being hilarious, I wonder why Mueller chose to include that. Yeah, uh, other than I think he's just describing the depths into which they were able to manipulate Americans to do shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. So here you have an American holding up a sign as an homage to, and this could be a test too, and this could be behind a lot of this redacted stuff. This could be how, because they talk a lot about a little bit later and we'll get to about how they were monitoring their ability to infiltrate and recruit. And so maybe when a guy comes in, you know, if Genny comes in and says, today, I got a guy, I got an American to stand in front of the White House and wish you a happy 55th birthday. And they took a picture of it and they tweeted it out. Ha ha ha. They get and then points he gets for a that. Cake. Right. Yeah. It makes me wonder, like, if anyone's ever held a boom box outside the White House and like, what song oh, would like, they say play? anything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm you sure. that's happened? What would you guys play? What song would you? Well, the Kremlin oh, Annex God, is out there right now. Get the fuck out. Is that a song? Uh, yeah. <laughs> gives you hell by all American rejects. <laughs> I saw your mommy and your mommy's dead. Nice. Suicidal tendencies. Nice. Nice, nice. Probably do that. That's how I like to annoy people. I like people. where we're going with this. This song. is America. I'm just there, like, no, 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 dancing. No, 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 no. Yeah. Hey, hey, bye, bye. The Dixie Shakes, did they have that anti-Bush song or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was that? What or was Landslide. That? That'd be a good one. How did that song go? Something about, like, not being my president? I don't oh, think that's how it went. Yeah. <laughs> it was Pink and, and Lily Allen. Allen. Oh, shit, no, Pink. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Pink had one. Dear Mr. President. Yeah, Lily not Allen had Fuck You Very Much. There we go. I would play Fuck You Very Much. Yeah. Okay. Was it about the president? Not ready to make it nice. It might have been about Bush or her ex. I can't remember. I'm probably confusing it with Bush. it. Yes, there we go. Oh, I like it. Yeah, so I got to combine everything. It's just, That's just how your brain works. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. It's like puzzle pieces in the linguistic space. Well, ever mm-hmm. since they started putting celebrity couples' names together... Jar- Jarvanka and oh, that's yeah. the only one I could think of right now. Though there's <laughs> beyond, who, like makes me think of Judge Arbinks too, because okay. like Jared has that face too. Yeah, what? Jarvanka. Oh, the name. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that quickly like, it lost you. It's my bad. Like, that's actually just one dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I get it. Now. Yeah, yeah. 
the Mis- name. Misa Jarbanka is a very unsexy relationship name. Mm-hmm. Indeed, it is. What was the first big one that we had? Brangelina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Brangelina. Right. Brangelina. Yes, that's a high bar right there. And then wasn't there like Ben Affleck and yeah, Benifer. Benifer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Benifer and Brangelina. Are the guys always first? Is this some kind of patriarchy? It depends on how it sounds. Fair enough. I think. Yeah, yeah. Probably not always. Is it a requirement to adopt African orphans if you want to have a combined name? That yeah. is true. And you have 100%. to name them weird things like Apple. Yeah. Did Benefer do that? That's why they broke up. That's why they broke up. <laughs> I think uh, What's-Her-Face and What's-His-Face did. The guy who kept a vial of blood what's around, her, what's around her his neck. What's-Her-Face and What's-His-Face? Yeah, no, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Gia, uh, Angelita Jolie. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Brad. Bad Santa. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, Bad Santa. Oh, yes, that yes, guy. Yes, Billy Bob yeah. Billy Bob. He's kind of yeah. hot. Is it, is it just me? Oh, no. He's super hot. Okay. Thank you. In a bad boy way. Billy Bob yeah, Jolina. Bad Santa way. Bad dad. Billy, Billy Bob Billy Jolie. Bob Santa bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bad Santa's great. I love that movie so much. Hey, guys. We'll be right back. Hiring used to be a hassle with multiple job sites, sifting through stacks of resumes, and confusing review processes with really, really confusing websites. But today, hiring is simple, and you just have to go to one place to get it done. That's ZipRecruiter.com AG. ZipRecruiter is thorough, sending your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there. With their accurate and powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the exact right qualifications and experience, and then invites them to apply for your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com AG. That's ZipRecruiter.com AG. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com AG. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And then most of page 19 is redacted as well until we get to section C called The IRA Targets U.S. Elections, Part 1. The IRA ramps up U.S. operations as early as 2014, which uh, discusses briefly their consolidation of U.S. operations, all of the U.S. operations, into one department called the Translator Department. And it's then followed by almost two full pages of redactions. Maybe this is it. Maybe it was two. Maybe it was several departments, and those are still all under investigation. Now they're all one department. Uh, the McHales melded. And, uh, <laughs> they're one McHale now. <laughs> one Translator Department, and it's then followed by two full pages of redactions for open and ongoing matters. Um, this could all be Concord also could be counterintelligence or could be the other Russians that have been indicted. I don't know if that matter will ever close though, because we probably won't ever get them on American soil to close the case. So the indictment of the 13 Russians and, and Evgeny Prigozhin might always be redacted for life because yeah. we can't ever close that case. Redacted for life. I feel like there must be, I just feel like this, okay? <laughs> I feel like there must be some process in that scenario then for when it can be determined that they most likely will like never come over and the case will never be able to be closed, essentially. And then they can decide, is that a thing You know, where they're like, okay, well, realistically, it's inconceivable that this case will ever come to an end the way that we want it to. There's got to be some process for like closing it off because you can't. Yeah, all the all the cases I know that we've ended up seeing or being unsealed like 30, 40 years later and stuff, they're all against Americans. So I, <laughs> I don't know what we're good at stalling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the what the protocol would be for something like the Russians. Uh, yeah. I feel like if it were important enough and it's not going to, you know, jeopardize any 
sources and methods and it's not going to put any ongoing cases at risk, you should let us know about it or at least enough or let the Congress know about it so that they can make laws to prevent against it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I lawyers, if you know, know the answer, let us know. Yeah, hit us up. Hello at MullerShareRep.com. Uh, then the Mueller report goes into the trip that some of the IRA employees took to the U.S. to gather their photographs and intel to help the, the social media operations. They claim to be friends, which met at a party, and two of them got visas named Anna Boga- Bogacheva and Alexandra Krylova. Mueller even has their itineraries and their trip instructions. That's crazy. And that level of detail is intense, you guys. Um, it, like the level of detail in the Russian indictment. It's just intense what he got. Like their flight numbers and their times and their itinerary and their plans and who their other two friends were that they met at this party. Like, the fuck do you know that? That yeah. is crazy. That would make Mueller Santa. He knows if you've been naughty or nice. He mm-hmm. knows everything. All right, and then on, an, uh, then on to part two of section C on page 22 called U.S. Operations Through IRA-Controlled Social Media Accounts. And we get a couple of paragraphs here saying dozens of IRA employees operated these accounts across social media platforms and that they're referred to as specialists. Uh, they use Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. At first, they pretended to be American individuals. Then in 2015, they created larger groups and pages that claimed to be U.S. political groups and grassroots organizations. In some cases, they mimicked actual organizations like the Twitter Twitter account at 10 underscore GOP, which falsely claimed to be part of the Tennessee Republican Party. <laughs> Most posed as fake grassroots groups such as uh, anti-immigration groups, Tea Party activists, Black Lives Matters protesters, and other social and political activists. Then we got a bunch of redactions after they mentioned that the IRA closely monitored the accounts. I feel like because they used everything, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr, like, did they use Tinder? Like, you think they were catfishing Americans, too? Like, yeah, you porn? Right? Just Come on. Hitting all the stops. Yes, that was Maria Butina's leg. That's right. She and Erickson, yeah. Mm, they Butina just, they call. swiped right. <laughs> Tumblr's a weird choice, too. It's like, good luck recruiting Tumblr people. They're all emo teens. True. Or, they like, lots of pornography. We don't yeah, know relation, nothing got rid of the porn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally yeah, but separate. That, uh, you porn wants to pick them up and say, you can be part of our... We'll take you. Tumblr as a whole? Yeah. That's wow. At least the people who got kicked off Tumblr for being porny. Oh, okay. There's a lot of porny. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting that a lot of these redactions mention, uh, are, are uh, when they talk about the IRA monitoring the accounts, uh, being able to monitor their performance. Uh, then it gets interesting. By 2016, internal IRA documents detailed support for Trump and opposition to Clinton. Then it gives some redacted examples as harm to an ongoing matter. And we learned definitively for the first time in the Mueller report that Russia did support the Sanders campaign. Quote, main idea, use any opportunity to criticize Clinton and the rest except Sanders and Trump. We support that. <laughs> oh, God, that does not look good. That's really sad. Uh, but again, uh, Sanders isn't even mentioned as he was being investigated for being a part of this. Uh, I don't even see any... Unless some of these redacted bits are, are uh, Sanders campaign people interacting with uh, Russians, in which case, whoa, and we just have no idea about yeah. it. See, that would be crazy, but I think even just like it's it's more likely that they were supporting him to split the vote, and that's just sad right. enough. I think so, too. Yeah. But, but it's interesting that he didn't explain anything explicitly, because that's kind of like an alarming thing. It's like, oh, whoa, now Sanders is someone else that was supported? Right, and they did explain here that the, the Trump people who were retweeting all this stuff and were being actually spoken to by uh, Russians had no clue that they were being spoken to by Russians, but they didn't outline any of the Bernie stuff for that. Okay. That's why I'm like, maybe that's that's redacted. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, Mueller then, I I personally still do not believe that Bernie Sanders had any 
knowledge uh, or was a witting member of any kind of interference in the election. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't either. It doesn't follow along like it does with Trump's character. And it might be being investigated, and we don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Mueller then lays out more evidence from internal IRA documents. Internal IRA documents. How do you get those? Uh, that they needed more criticism of Clinton. And that they acknowledged that their work focused on influencing the presidential election. So they saw these documents, you know, chastising their specialists for not coming hard enough at Clinton. Mm-hmm. Then there are more redactions, including the first part of Section 3 called Operations Through Facebook. And then it comes back in with a list of some of the conservative groups that the Russians posed as, including being patriotic, stop all immigrants, secured borders, and Tea Party News. Uh, other black social justice groups, including Black Matters and Blacktivist and Don't Shoot Us. And finally, LGBTQ groups called LGBT United and then religious groups such as United Muslims of America. This is why I have trust issues. <laughs> this is so bad for me. I'm like, those are all my favorite types of groups. Wow. Yeah, you can't tell anything for Facebook interests anymore. Yeah, yeah. Except the block all immigrants and secure border people, the Tea oh, Party News. true. But you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, Black Matters, Blacktivists, don't shoot us. Blacktivists is a great name. <laughs> and the Russians came up with it. Uh, and finally, yeah, no, I the, think uh, LGBTQ stuff. I definitely have heard that before the Russians. I'm but taking they, that they credit away from copy them. wrote it or whatever. They like made it official. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's probably super old school and they just uh, co-opted it. Totally, totally. They branded it is what I was getting at. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then Mueller talks about a Russian account under the name Matt Skyber, who organized a pro-Trump. This guy did a lot. He organized a pro-Trump rally near Trump Tower and explains that Russia bought over 3,500 ads totaling about $100,000. Oh, my God. The ads overtly opposed Hillary Clinton, such as one that read, If one day God lets this liar enter the White House as president, that day will be a real national tragedy. <laughs> And I'm, I'm surprised you should be able to tell these are Russian propaganda ads from their verbiage. They're dropping serious, like, dollars on this. Like, I would just use that money for self-promotion. <laughs> What's their purpose in yeah, life? Yeah, they're like, screw Putin. They this, is my, this is my stuff. They don't need right? to self-promote. They have all the money. Oh, good point. Uh, and then they bought an ad on the Black Matters accounts that said, Flash mob to take photos with the hashtags Hillary Clinton for prison 2016 or no Hillary 2016. Mueller then goes into the pro-Trump ads, such as take a picture of your kids with the hashtag kids for Trump <laughs> and other ads uh, bought on Trump supporting Russian groups like being patriotic, stop all invaders and secured borders. Interesting that Trump refers to immigrants and asylum seekers as invaders on multiple occasions, as did the mass shooter in New Zealand, where Trump echoed that shooter's manifesto the same day, talking about immigrant invaders to America. Totally. I'll never forget that day. And it's just as uh, it's just amazing to me that they're using a, like a Russian born active measures language to drive their policies. Yeah. It's yeah. Really disgusting. It's insane. And kids for Trump is another really weird name. I wouldn't trust that. Kids for Trump. That's suspicious Yay. as fuck. <laughs> and they're in a cage. What? Yeah, yeah. A lot of different interpretation <laughs> possibilities there. Oh my there. god, can I you know. imagine? I shouldn't joke about that. They just that, got their little white no, kids no, in a cage, coping. like smiling. Yay. Yeah. Dude, like people wouldn't care unless they were white kids in a cage. That's the sad fact of it all. Yep. Yep. It's For like sure. a little white girl in a, in a whale. Now it's a cage. Oh, it gosh. used to be. Remember that? They say like the news didn't care unless a white girl fell in the well. Those are really old days, I guess. <laughs> where that I, remember, I remember. Oh, remember you remember wells? Baby Jessica in the well? And there were Baby like Jessica. wells in the yeah. same town yeah. as news stations. Totally, totally. 
Yeah. Is she in the well? Yes. Arr, arr. There's going to be like movies that's, about this someday. Not that that's like the the benefit of this, but like, about the report or about well about like the what what's happening with the children in the cages and like oh yeah, like, I'm telling you, that's like the next Schindler's List. Yeah, psychological thrillers and stuff. I'd imagine like this is some crazy any, shit. And Frank's Diary. Anything that you've seen, any movie you've seen about the Holocaust, you can pretty much write the same script for what the hell is going on at the southern Absolutely. border right now. And I'm not I to don't say that the numbers to, are the same. Yeah, no, yeah. not by a long shot. And the suffering is not the same. Mm-hmm. But they're I don't similar. Know. It's fair to call uh, it out the, as similar. The ideas and the and the message behind it and the reasons for doing it are exactly the same. Yes, because nothing's original. Every idea is inspired by something else, and we'd be kind of wrong to not say that Trump is not inspired by like Nazism and, yeah. and the roots of it. I had a book of Hitler speeches by his bed, allegedly. Mm. Um, by the time the group being patriotic was deactivated by Facebook in mid twenty seventeen, you guys <laughs> it took a while. It had over two hundred thousand followers. Secured Borders had 130,000. United Muslims of America, 300,000 followers. And Don't Shoot Us had 250,000 followers. Mueller, she wrote, has 6,000 followers. I'm just trying to give you a little... <laughs> On Facebook, right? Like a method, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy to get Facebook followers. No. So that's pretty... Hundreds of thousands. Pretty impressive. Uh, then we get to section four on page 26, which is about Twitter operations and how a number of IRA employees in the translator department served as Twitter specialists. And there are a few redactions here for open and ongoing matters, but it does say the Twitter operation came in two parts, specialists posing as people and automated botnets. And these are the hmm. bots that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Subsection A about the individualized accounts, um, and it's half a page of redactions to begin with. It, it then goes on to say these individuals were similar to the Facebook accounts posting original content while communicating directly with U.S. Twitter users through public tweeting or direct messaging. And then this is what I thought of. Remember when the Concord management case mentioned a dick pic? That Mueller had. <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically, Concord's man- Concord Management, as we know, who's trying to get the full Mueller reports and, and methods and findings so it can send it back to the Kremlin. And we know this because they ended up making an anonymous Twitter account and forging documents saying, uh, these are Mueller's, but they really aren't. And then they tweeted out they were able to hack Mueller. So they've been trying to get all the Mueller information for a while. And Mueller filed a motion saying, you can't have it because it would reveal all of our investigatory methods to the Kremlin. Mm -hmm. And the U.S. lawyers for Concord Management's argument to that opposition was, how important can your methods of obtaining uh, information and investigating be if all you're getting is nude photos? Mm -hmm. And and this is where I think those nude photos came from. Some U.S. Trump slug sending photos of his junk to female Russian Twitter specialists at the IRA. That's what I think those naked photos are. Those direct messages between Trump supporters, you, you uh, Americans, and, and these operatives. Oh, yeah, it would make sense. Uh, we then get some details that we already knew about based on public reporting about Russian Twitter accounts like 10GOP, the Tennessee uh, group, one called at Jen Abrams, claiming to be a Virginia Trump supporter with 70,000 followers. God damn. Pamela Moore, 13, claiming to be a Texan Trump supporter with 70,000 followers. Uh, and America First, an anti-immigration persona with 24,000 followers. Then a Twitter account called March for Trump, which organized rallies and uh, that are described in the report. But that's all redacted f- because of harm to an ongoing matter. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is so... We've been waiting so long for all of this detail because for so long it's been up in the air sort of how intense their operation was. And now we know that it was incredibly intense. So I really hope people out there that were like, oh, it's, it was nothing, right? Like it was, it was negligible. Yeah. yeah, negligible differences. They, they like look at this shit. Yeah, that's what uh, Junior said. It was a couple of ads. <laughs> yeah, no. It was 3,500 yeah. ads just on Facebook. Yeah, dude. You've seen Justin Bieber. 
Okay. Right. This shit makes a difference. Totally. And Lives if, change. If anyone wants to argue that the votes weren't affected, I mean, that's kind of silly to say when the, the psychology was affected. You know, it's the like, votes were affected. Yeah. If Even not, if one vote is affected. Oh, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get the next sentence, which says the U.S. media outlets quoted tweets from IRA-controlled accounts and attributed them to re- uh, the reactions of real Americans. And there's a footnote on it that lists the media outlets as the Washington Post and the U.S. News and World Report. It goes on to say high-profile U.S. persons, including Ambassador Mike McFall, <laughs> who we've had on the show, uh, Roger Stone, Sean Hannity, and Michael Flynn uh, Jr. retweeted or responded to mm-hmm. IRA Twitter accounts. Multiple individuals associated with the Trump campaign also promoted IRA tweets, um, but that's all redacted and, uh, as harm in an ongoing matter, and that's got to be counterintelligence, right? Yeah. So here's where I have to wonder about the Fox News Twitter account going dark last November, too. There's still It's still a mystery, but that account is still dark. But the Mueller report then turns to Section B on page 28 called botnet activity. So presumably the Trump associates were retweeting botnet tweets uh, as all that's redacted. And it comes back to repeat that Twitter found 3,814 Twitter accounts associated with the IRA, which posted about 175,000 tweets in the 10 weeks leading up to the election. (laughs) Yeah, you know Fox News had to have a hand in that. They're like the perfect target for these guys, you know, to feed that information. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's connected. That would make total sense. Yeah, they might have unwittingly retweeted it. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody found any witting. Right. I guess that's hard to define, but also it's like, Russia could have done a lot to make sure it was in front of their faces and yeah. so that they did retweet it. I don't know how computers work. I feel like that's something you could do, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last few years, I feel like there's been so many Republicans that have like retweeted things like white supremacy and, and all these th- ideas that used to be like so, I guess, taboo and, you know, like, how dare you? But like it's it, they've all kind of merged together now. So it makes sense that they had an influence like mm-hmm. this. This is where we are. Trump is still retweeting crazy shit, you know? Oh, God, yeah. Every day. (laughs) Uh, All right, moving on to page 29, section 5. Here it's called U.S. Operations Involving Political Rallies. And this section goes into more detail about the rallies and marches the IRA organized and how it used existing personas and groups on Facebook and Twitter to promote the events. The IRA would use direct messaging to reach out to U.S. persons, then ask them to coordinate the rallies, and then say, oh, I can't make it because I have a personal conflict. (laughs) Catfishing everyone. The IRA would then contact uh, the U.S. media about the event and then would tell them to speak with the coordinator. And after the event, the IRA would post photos and videos of the event. Mueller identified dozens of rallies organized this way. One was a Confederate rally in early November 2015 and is identified as one of the first And according to the report, the IRA continued organizing these rallies even after the election. Then we have a full page of redactions that seem to uh, relate to how closely and by what means the IRA monitored the size and reach of these rallies. So all their monitoring of their success is redacted. And it's all paying off, too. It's like clearly in the works, like they're cooking up something and doing something about it. Well, I'm thinking this is where they explain how the IRA monitored the effectiveness and performance of their employees. And there were similar uh, redactions like this in the earlier section I I mentioned and said to, you know, put beans on. And uh, how the IRA monitored social media posts, how they monitored their reach and impact. And I'm a little scared that behind these redactions maybe are the punishment for poor performance. Really? Like something intense, like Kremlin style? I like to believe that's not true, but I don't know. (laughs) That's what I keep thinking. It's all Mm -hmm. redacted. Hmm. 
I wonder also like what kind of secrecy contracts they would have to like sign with them to make sure that these this information wouldn't get out, you know, prematurely or at all. Oh, Russians aren't known for um, slapping on the wrist, so I'm (laughs) terrified of what they've, you know, when they're talking about monitoring their performance. What is under those redaction bars? That Mm -hmm. like that scared that like freaks me out. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, do they, you know? Anyway, yeah, yeah I guess uh, it, I, I would be really mm, sad to even like think about what it is before we find out for sure. Because I think torture that comes. To Are mind. they executing people? Are oh they, my goodness! You know, like what? What is? I, I, and, and you know, I don't mean to tinfoil hat up here, but like it's, it's we just, have, we like, know what they, they go do. after the Skripals with uh, Novichok. They, Journalists they throw people and, out of apartment buildings. They, yeah. You know, and oh, somebody must have fell down and hit their head seven right. times. Right. If you know too much, anything along those lines, they have no problem murdering people. Yeah. They, and so that's why I'm like, what the fuck is behind these redactions every time they talk about monitoring their performance? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry to bring everybody down, but I, that's just the first it's thing. It's not you. It's, it's, the, it's the Kremlin bringing us down. Then um, we get to page 31. Uh, and Mueller actually shows us a poster created for a rally organized by the IRA for coal miners in uh, for Trump in Philly. It shows a photo of a coal miner in his hat with a light on it. It says, bring, our, bring back our jobs. How many PA workers lost their jobs due to Obama's destructive policies? Uh, and then, of course, it's got the time, date, and location. Almost all these rallies are anti-Clinton and pro-Trump. Uh, section 6 on page 31 called Targeting and Recruitment of U.S. Persons, discusses how the IRA employees would recruit the Americans to hold these rallies and amplify Russian disinformation. There's a bit redacted here for harm to an ongoing matter, and it says the Russians would use a redacted technique on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram to contact and recruit Americans who who follow the group. Mm. What is that? Group chats? Psychographics? Dick pics? (laughs) What what are they... What is that... What's that? Is it like a group dig pick? No like, idea. You know when people put their sho- their <laughs> shoes together, like a little star. Like, would a group dig pick be like a little star <laughs> dig pick? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's <laughs> uh, but they're you know they're saying that there's a technique they used on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to contact and recruit Americans, and this technique is redacted. That's just weird. What is it? Uh, Mueller even says that Russians targeted, it. and why can't we know? Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm curious. They don't want us to do it to each other? Like, (laughs) (laughs) It's for our own good. You don't want to know. It's a hypnosis? What the fuck is it? Um, Mueller even says that Russians targeted a specific family and a number of black social justice advocates directly, and their names have been redacted for privacy. They did this using uh, the group Black Matter uh, U.S., and I'm just going to read this next part to you. It says, in February 2017, the persona Black Fist purported to want to teach African-Americans to protect themselves when contacted by law enforcement, hired a self-defense instructor in New York to offer classes sponsored by Black Fist. The IRA also recruited moderators of conservative social media groups to promote IRA-generated content, as well as recruited individuals to perform political acts, such as walking around New York City dressed up as a Santa Claus with a Trump mask (laughs) on. What the hell? That's so crazy. Um, There's another redacted paragraph here for harm to an ongoing matter, followed by a brief statement about how the IRA's online audience became larger. And so growing, how they grew their audience is all redacted and how they track performance is all redacted. Hmm. Uh, And uh, that the IRA tracked U.S. persons who were successfully recruited to do these types of tasks. So if they've got somebody, some sucker to hold up a happy birthday Purgosian sign, they would keep track of these people. And we have half a page of redacted information from an ongoing matter, which ends the section on recruitment of unwitting U.S. persons. 
Then on page 33, we get to number seven about interactions and contacts with the Trump campaign. And Mueller established two main forms of connection between the IRA members uh, and members of the Trump campaign while simultaneously determining that there were no similar connections between the IRA and the Clinton campaign. So much for Trump supporters talking about Clinton Mm -hmm. uh, being indicted for conspiring with the Russians. There are no (laughs) connections between the IRA and the Clinton campaign. So if you get anyone coming at you saying Hillary was conspiring with the Russians, you can show them page 33, section 7. <laughs> they so, won't believe it. Yeah, they won't. Uh, but the two different, well, because Mueller's deep state. Right, right. They have to know how to read, too. So no, that's true. So I, they, they have to check Trump's Twitter to see if he's deep state or if he's an honorable and good man. Uh, that's <laughs> just day by day. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, so one day he exonerates him. Next day his report is bullshit. Yeah. So the two different ways in which Trump associates in the IRA were in contact were either by Trump people retweeting or reposting pro-Trump anti-Hillary IRA posts or by the IRA directly communicating with members of the Trump campaign to seek assistance with IRA rallies. So uh, on the first type, with the Trump campaign associates promoting Russian propaganda, Mueller reports that Trump campaign affiliates promoted dozens of Russian posts, posts from 10 GOP or the, that's the fake Tennessee Republican Party Twitter account set up by the IRA, mm-hmm. were shared by Don Jr., Eric Trump, Kellyanne Conway, Brad Parscale, and Mike Flynn. The posts include allegations of voter fraud, which is a Russian talking point, as well as uh, allegations that Clinton had mishandled classified information. Interesting thing about the voting fraud Russian talking point. Donald Trump himself, after he won, set up a voter fraud commission which was disbanded in late 2017. And just last week, on May 1st, a federal judge responded to a FOIA request from the Brennan Center for Justice and the Project Democracy, Protect Democracy Project, same one that uh-huh. Jaleesa was mentioning earlier. They were asking for emails from two agency officials about Trump's defunct voter fraud commission. The government tried to argue the request was too broad and would put undue work on them. But the judge said, nah, uh, it's two people, you can do it. The plaintiffs in this case um, said acting assistant attorney general John Gore and Department of Justice attorney Maureen uh, Reardon both received information from the members of the voter fraud commission. And Gore sent messages about the commission to a member of that commission uh, to her personal email address. The plaintiffs also alleged the voter fraud commission was actually a tool used by the Trump administration to put up legal barriers to voting by eligible citizens. The judge agreed the FOIA request was reasonable under the law, especially because it took Gore 84 days to forward messages from his private email account to his work-related account. And the judge also ruled that the Department of Homeland Security and Office of Management and Budget used search terms that were too narrow to look for the relevant information in the FOIA request for the plaintiffs. So the use of private email accounts, the length of time to forward relevant emails between accounts, and the two narrow search terms to retrieve documents for the plaintiffs were the main reason the judge said yes to this FOIA request. So the idea of voter fraud is Russian propaganda, and it's part of their active measures campaign to interfere in our election. Trump has always claimed voter fraud. He'll do it again in 2020. And he even set up a voter fraud commission, which is now defunct, but now must hand over documents and emails relating to the voter fraud commission. And if the name John Gore sounds familiar, one of the two guys involved in this case, it should. A couple of weeks ago, the Justice Department refused to honor a congressional subpoena for John Gore to appear to testify about the addition of the citizenship question to the 2020 Mm -hmm. census. Yeah. Do you remember that? Fuck. All right, back to the action. Yeah. <laughs> AG, connecting dots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Jr. retweeted a post from the IRA, con- uh, the IRA-controlled Pamela Moore account on November 7th, 2017. Trump's personal Twitter account responded to a Russian tweet from 10GOP that said, We love you, Mr. President. Mm-hmm. 
Mueller also explains that the responses were monitored and gives the example that the Matt Skyber account on Facebook sent a message to its followers telling them Trump posted about their event in Miami. Oh, my God. The final paragraph in this section is redacted for harm to an ongoing matter. What could that be? What about a Trump campaign affiliate retweeting Russian propaganda would be part of an ongoing matter? Hmm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless it's uh, talking about their monitoring their, you know, awesomeness or lack of office awesomeness. Like their performance yeah. review. Right. Their annual performance review. Yeah. Three stars. Uh, the second method of contact between the IRA and the Trump campaign is in Part B on page 35, and it says that in each instance of the Russians reaching out to Trump affiliates, they pretended to be Americans and were requesting things like help with signs, uh, money for uh, materials, print materials to use at rallies, as well as requests to help promote and coordinate logistics. Some volunteers agreed to provide the support, but Mueller says there's no evidence that these people knew it was the Russians that were asking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were all duped. <laughs> and that's why this isn't a crime, because Russians convinced the Trump campaign associates that, that, that they were Americans themselves, and Trump supporters fell for it. Yeah, yeah they're pleading, uh, I was bamboozled. <laughs> I guess that works. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, then there's a brief closing paragraph summarizing uh, that Mueller established the Russia, that Russia interfered using active measures carried out by the IRA, owned and funded by Prigozhin, and that the grand jury has alleged that Prigozhin, his companies, and the IRA violated U.S. law through these operations by undermining, through deceptive acts, the work of federal agencies charged with regulating foreign influence in a U.S. election. Boom. End scene. Nice. IRA roasted. Yes. We yield our time. <laughs> we. I like that one. That was spicy. It, right? And, yeah. Uh, and, and what's really interesting about that is we kind of knew all that. We, we told you about the parts we didn't already know. But we sort of knew all that. And, and we have uh, the fourth estate. We have journalists to thank for that. Definitely. For that knowledge. Yeah. I don't think, honestly, I understood. I knew that it was a lot that they did to influence the elections, but to have it all laid out like that really adds a level of like the, adding the gravity to it, I guess, that I don't think fully hit me until I read all of that. I think you did actually mention that when we when we had gone through the indictment of the Russians, and I remember you being like astounded by the level of detail and how widespread and sweeping uh, the, the the interference was just on social media alone. Totally. And we, uh, I know we had talked about in a very early on, a very early episode that uh, we, we have no idea how deep the, this went. And, and that's one of those tip of the iceberg things. Like, this is just the tip of it. Oh, we don't yeah. even know the full extent and of it. And now we kind of, yeah, have that picture. Wow. It's kind of like when you see, bef- like, if you've lost some weight and then you don't realize you've lost weight until you see an old picture of yourself. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize how deep this went uh, because when we first started hearing bits and pieces about it, um, like a year and a half ago, two years ago, we, you know, we're seeing this little, and then little by little, uh, these reports come out and, it, you know, just bit by bit, inch by inch, pound by pound, these reports come out. And we, we know now how big it is. But if we could look back and, and remember exactly how we felt when we <laughs> found out that Russia bought one ad with rubles <laughs> on Facebook and we're like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. And compare that to how what we know now. Mm-hmm. It's pretty intense. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like the Internet as it exists now and social media hasn't been around long enough to even be studied so much sociologically. So there's there's a level of them being ahead of the game to all of this that it's like, 
we will one day have a bunch of theses written on this subject and, and how you influence like a global culture potentially or an electorate i'm sure it'll come now because of this essentially and at some point it'll be regulated but right now the internet and podcasting these kind of things are the wild west we have no regulations we have no nothing happening and so it's like deadwood everybody's a cocksucker up in this motherfucker (laughs) and you you know and that's what the gru they saw that in 2013 when they wrote that we have a new war plan and this is it it's the internet it's Mm -hmm. social media Yep. And this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're actually going to attack other countries, not with bombs, not with missiles. They can shoot those down. They can see that coming. Yeah. We're going to use this because, first of all, it's completely and wildly unregulated. And uh, this is this is how we do it. This is the Wild West. Yeah. It's incredible what they did. You can't take that from them. No. It's absolutely <laughs> incredible. And now when you think of them teaming up with North Korea, who actually uh, create and bring up and make the most incredible uh, incredibly talented hackers in the world and now they're meeting mm-hmm. and and that's what frightens me about 2020 yep uh. all right <laughs> uh everybody go out and have a good time um <laughs> uh this has been part two of our probably 10 part series i don't know i thought it was going to be eight but it's slow going there's a lot in here um, it's going to take as many as it's going to take. I'm just going to call it a 10-part series until it's not anymore. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds good. good, yeah. Sound good, and because uh, we'll, we, we're just playing this by ear as we as we go through it piece by piece. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, do you guys have any final thoughts? No, I'm just stoked to keep it going. Yeah, I like this. It's a really interesting, it's a, a beautiful piece of, it's a beautiful work product. Yes. yes. As, as someone in the FBI would a say. Beanery. Greatest book of the last 10 years, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> At least, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be a bestseller by now, right? All those, like, copies they've been I'm printed. wondering how many they've sold. Mm. Uh, the Washington Post? Can, uh, Pushed? Pushed, the Washington <laughs> or Audible has one. I might be the Washington, now no, you said <laughs> it's, it's You called the Washington Post, and I called the Washington The Reservoir. <laughs> It was a lot of post. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting too. But um, yeah, man, it's a, it's got a lot in it, and it's really important. And I and apparently only three percent of Americans have read the entire report. Honestly, that's 3%. higher than I would have guessed. Well, you guys are in the top three percent. Welcome. Right, that's nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah, I'm rarely in the top three percent of anything, so I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, this is the first for me. <laughs> All right, guys, please, uh, self-care. Remember, self-care. This is a lot of information. It's a lot of uh, hard-hitting. I'm sorry I brought up the possible punishments. Uh, for but it's, it's a possible reality. Unresponsive so. employees. It's yeah. a specialists, excuse me. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to downplay oh, no. their jobs. Um, I'm also <laughs> interested in what they get paid. Yeah. yeah that might be too. a part of that redacted thing, too, where they talk about the payments and stuff like that and how it's funded. I'm, I'm interested to see what they pay Wouldn't these guys. Wouldn't it be really meta if they outsourced and had Americans doing the job of Russian trolling? You can't afford Americans, man. <laughs> never, never. Good point. Uh, but, uh, no, I think they're definitely Russian. I've spoken to several of them on, on social media. <laughs> yeah. And they're definitely... It's convincing. At, at least in that area. For sure. For of sure. Of the world. Yeah. But, uh Wow. All right. Anyway, as I was saying, please uh, take care of each other. And uh, we love you. And uh, we're glad you love us, too. Thank you so much for listening. I've been A.G. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by A.G. with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. 
Our marketing consultant and social media manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our subscriber and communications director is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG, and research assistance by Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. W Media.